You're listening to the Highlighted Podcast, brought to you by All Sports Culture. Welcome back to another episode of Highlighted, the All Sports Culture Podcast. We're back. It's been a while. I feel like it's been probably like a month low-key. At least a couple uh, of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we haven't made one since the draft. Yeah, which also wasn't uploaded on time. We <laughs> it was uploaded Curtis three weeks late. Give him a slap on the wrist. Um, but we're back. Curtis is not here. He's busy. I think he's maybe working right now or something. Um, yeah, imagine it's, doing it's embarrassing. anything other than AOC. Yeah, I mean, how it's is our this not your full-time job? We literally just but, do it. Um, yeah, me and Sam, we're back. Uh, let's talk about the NBA a little bit. Obviously, we're deep into the playoffs here. Finals are going to be starting, was it like next week? Um, which it's is Thursday, pretty hype. Yeah. Thursday. Um, Gold State, Boston is pretty crazy. But obviously, we'll talk about the finals. But let's talk about, you know, these other uh, matchups that happened earlier rounds. Um, you know, a lot of them, we won't have much to say Miami, Atlanta, nothing crazy went happened, but you know, a couple of these, maybe we'll have some, uh, things to say about a couple teams here and there, but let's start it off round one in the West one versus eight Phoenix, um, versus the Pelicans. It's actually a pretty good series. This turned out to be the Pelicans were fighting, man. CJ McCollum, decent pickup for the Pelicans, man. He was kind of balling. Uh, Brandon Ingram is very talented. We knew that. Um, but, I mean, Phoenix took it down 4-2. Do you have anything crazy to say about it? Uh, no, but I do have to say the Pelicans winning the play-in and getting into the postseason. I mean, we had two situations in this playoffs where the lower seed got in the play-in. Um because you saw the Pelicans get in. They won two games in a row. They beat the Spurs and the Clippers. And the Clippers were the eighth seed. And the then, Clippers got fucked. Yeah, the, the Clippers, I mean, them just not PG. having Kawhi and then PG obviously not playing that game also really screwed them. Um, but they'll be back. Uh, but then also you had Atlanta make the play in um, beating the Hornets and the Cavs, I believe. And Cleveland just completely falls out of the playoffs, which is actually crazy because they were like the four seed for so long. Um, but yeah, the Pelicans, I mean, they didn't have Zion, which is, says a lot about this team because they have turned around their season. I mean, they were probably the like most fun 36 and 40 whatever team I've seen in the postseason. A lot of these games were close. Like mm-hmm. the, these were not like those four wins by Phoenix were not blowouts. I mean, one of those wins by the Pelicans, they probably shouldn't have gotten, but there was probably one in there that they should have gotten back. So you started to see some of the cracks in the Suns um, early on because they didn't handle business with the Pelicans that easily. The Pelicans were giving them fits. And guys like Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado were just so much fun to watch. And then obviously CJ McCollum was hooping. And this team is going to be good in the future. And I, I know a lot of people are focusing on the East and how great the East was this past year and how much better it was than the West, which I agree with. Um, but long-term, I think the West is in a really good spot because there's a lot of teams that are up and coming and going to be good. 
Whereas the East has a lot of older teams that I think are going to fall off. And there's not a lot of up and coming teams that are like truly taking that next step into contending other than maybe like the Celtics. Um, and the Pelicans, I think, are one of those teams and they don't even have Zion. And I want to see how Zion gets into this team. Well, Zion's going to the Knicks. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Along yeah. with Donovan Mitchell, right? Um, I'll be done. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of saw the cracks of Phoenix, and I'm sure we'll talk more about uh, the Suns because yikes. Yeah, they got peppered. They did get peppered. Um, 2-7 in the West, Memphis, Minnesota. This was a really good series. It was. Um, obviously, Memphis wins it. I did Ja Ja got hurt in Golden State, right? Yes. He got hurt in like game two or wherever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Ja had a couple bad games in this series, and he also had a couple really good games. Uh, same with Cat. Cat also had some really good games and he had some really bad games. And the, my biggest takeaway from this is uh I like Minnesota going forward. I think Anthony Edwards is an incredible player. Uh he's he is the definition of like a bucket. He kind of reminds me of, you know, he's kind of like, I was going to say Jason Tatum, but Tatum is a very complete player now, but Edwards is a bucket. Tatum's a bucket kind of Devin Booker a little bit reminds me of maybe that's a better comparison. Um, and I, I think D'Angelo Russell Edwards uh, and cat, it's a pretty good trio going forward. I, Russell's eh, he kind of fell off the map low key. Like he's just like not talked about anymore. He brought that Nets team to the playoffs and he was like hot commodity. And now he's kind of just disappeared, but he's still a decent player. But um, Memphis, I, I kind of want to say they're like, fr- like, I don't think they're going to be back in my opinion. Like, I think that don't. they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good. Like Desmond Bain's really, really good. Jaron Jackson's been solid. Obviously they're very, they're still all very young. Jaws, very young, getting better. Um, not, I don't think that, they'll be back in terms of like, they'll still be good. And in the future they could make a playoff run, but like as a two seed, I don't think, I don't, I don't see them being a top three seed next year. Interesting. So you're envisioning like golden state Phoenix and golden state Phoenix. We'll see what Dallas Clippers. can do. Clippers when they get PG Kawhi back or better team. I think we'll see what Dallas does in the off season. Denver. If they have Jamal Murray is a top four seed, probably probably the fourth seed. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Memphis, Memphis is one of those teams that's super young and they tried very hard every single night in the regular season. They didn't rest. They went balls to the wall. And a lot of young teams do that um, in the regular season. But And they still performed decent in the playoffs. It wasn't like they were horrible. They are an incredibly coached team. And I want to bring up that Memphis easily could have won that Warrior series. Um, we'll touch on it later, but they lost John Morant, but those like, I think three or four games leading up to job being out, they blew three of those games. They, they should have won multiple of those games. I think it was game three that they completely just shit the bed in that they could have, that they should have won, but they didn't, um, that that whole like Memphis is a good team, Sully. I'm not I'm not saying you're an idiot and thinking they they won't be back, but I think you're underestimating them a lot. I think this team has a lot of assets, and I think they have a lot of talent. 
where if they wanted to go all in and get the next guy to like put next to John Morant, because I know we're kind of looking at this team like, oh, it's John, a lot of really great players around him. Um, but there, we've talked about this with Dallas, where you have one like really excellent number one option, but everyone around them is like the number four option on a really good team, you know? Um, but they're not number two on any other like contending team. Yeah, That's kind of what Dallas was this year was a lot of number fours and a lot of number fives around Luca. That's kind of the same thing for Memphis. Um, I think Memphis is a little better though. I agree. I agree. Uh, And they're and Jackson are better than, I mean, Brunson actually Brunson's pretty good, but Bain and Jackson are better than anyone on the Mavs. I agree. I, I definitely agree with you on that. And it, I think they're a better coach team as well. And they just played their hearts. You just don't like season. Jason Kidd. Oh, well, I don't. But <laughs> that doesn't I, – I still – He's actually I'm, not as bad I as will, like, people I'm going to give. I'm going to give Jason Kidd his credit when we get to that series. Um, but Memphis, they're, they're up and coming, and I think they are going to be good. And my point was that if they wanted to go out and get, I don't know – whoever comes available because this is the NBA and everyone becomes available at some point. Um, They are one of the top teams that can make a push for someone. Actually, I completely thought I I forgot about Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson is a good number two or three option. He's Um, number three. Probably he's a great number three. And he's, yeah, he's definitely young, but he's got some stuff to fix up. But this series was a lot of fun. This was probably one of the playoff series that didn't involve the Bucks that I watched the most um, because it was just two really young teams that are up and coming, like I was referring to with the Pelicans, just going at it and throwing haymakers at each other. And it was a blast. And um, you're already seeing team like the Timberwolves go out and get like this top executive from the, from the Nuggets and steal them so that they can push to go even harder. I mean, this the West is going to be so interesting next year because you see these eight teams, Sully, these eight teams in the West that just made the playoffs. How many of these teams do you think can make the playoffs again next year? Uh, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen with Utah. I think Utah might have a big shakeup this offseason, but I don't – for me to predict any of them falling out would be hard. And the thing is, you have to acknowledge that the Lakers might be better. Clippers are going to be back. I'm more confident in the Clippers, just a note. Um, And you never know. Like, fucking Kings could be amazing. Who knows? But there's at least – I'm joking. (laughs) There's at least two teams that could definitely get in the mix here. And we'll have to wait and see. But it was a lot of fun. This series is great. Memphis is balling. Timberwolves, you're right. Anthony Edwards is. I love Anthony Edwards. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's gonna be a um, Nick with uh, Donovan Mitchell would, and Zion at once. Anthony Edwards and Zion would be incredible. Um, three six Golden State Denver. Not much to say here. It was kind of just mostly. State I, I'm fine with not talking about it. At yeah, all. I mean, the only thing is to say, I know Jokic got a lot of heat for this series. Like, people were saying he wasn't playing like an MVP or whatever. I thought he played fine. Uh, there wasn't really much he could do. Golden State is obviously they're in the finals now. They're, they've been one of the best teams uh, 
I want to ask you this, though. Um, Jokic wins MVP. You cool with that? Like, who has succeed winning MVP and others love hate about that. I mean, yeah, it's all about, you know, context. You got to think about it. I mean, statistically, had one of the best seasons in the NBA uh, out of anyone. Um, six seed with that team. They had a lot of injuries. Obviously, not even just Jamal Murray missed the entire year. And Michael Porter Jr. missed the year. Some other guys were, you know, out for a little bit. I think it's fine to give it to him, honestly. Um, I mean, who would you have given it to? Like Joel Embiid? No, Jokic. I would have given it to Jokic. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I just know you with your resident Jokic fandom. I mean, we're, oh, yeah, we're, no, we're Jokic that. fans on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, love I mean, last year, last year we all were very early on the Jokic MVP train while everyone was yeah. talking about it. I've been on that for like Embiid. four years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I was just a nice little uh, point of conversation. And yeah. there, I literally last year I was like, the Nuggets will win the NBA Finals if they – if everyone's healthy. Um, but then Jamal Murray got hurt, and then that kind of derailed my prediction there. Um, I still believe in the Nuggets. I, I'm still picky yeah. up probably to win the West next year. Not even kidding. If, if their guys look healthy right out the gate. Um, and then we got Dallas and Utah. Um, we could just talk about Utah being a mess. Yeah. You want to touch on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of, you know, reports, chemistry issues with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. We've seen it. You kind of see it on the court. You don't even need to hear, like, reports. I mean, Rudy Gobert is an interesting player to me because he's obviously incredible on defense, and, you know, he's valued, you know, pretty highly. But at the same time, it's like, are you going to pay a guy, you know, a max contract, and he takes three shots a game? I mean, I understand maybe it's your system, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, you look at the scorecard for these games and like Rudy Gobert literally has like three shots in like half the games and it's like the fourth quarter. And it's like, all right, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, like, and then you usually look at Donovan Mitchell, he's usually shooting like 40%. Like he's just kind of an inefficient scorer, but he's also a bucket. I don't hate Donovan Mitchell. A lot of people give him flack. Um, I would want him on my team because I think at the end of the day, like you need someone like Tatum, you need someone like Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, who can just kind of go get you a bucket whenever you need one. Um, and that, that's kind of who he is. I would value Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert. I, I don't think that's unpopular opinion, but maybe in the ASC chat. It is chat, unpopular. It okay. is a little unpopular. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It really just depends on who you ask. Um, I think it I depends mean, on your team also. Like that too. Has, but. I mean, this is two years in a row where Rudy Gobert has gotten played off the floor in the playoffs um last year against the clippers he was virtually useless because the clippers just went small the entire series and shot threes and Mm -hmm. won that series based off that um because they have all those guys that could just put up a shot and make it from the arc and rudy gobert he can't go further out i mean he's the best defensive player in the nba but he has his limitations in some ways, but he is the defensive player of the year candidate every single year because of how he plays the rim. Um, and then obviously you have this year where they played Dallas and Dallas is literally the worst matchup possible for Utah. I think at this first round, um, I mean, the, like I said, with the Clippers just then you can put that on Dallas. You literally can just say the same thing for Dallas. Dallas has so many options to go small with 
And then they have obviously the best player in the series. Um, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is not a perfect player by any means. As a defensive player, he's not good. Um, He's kind of spotty with his shot. Mike Conley hasn't been the same as of late. And the Jazz's depth have just gone out the window in recent years. Um, they Last year, they were praised for their depth. And that's what got them the one seed. They were the one seed last year, I believe. And that all just went to shit this year. Ingles uh, tore his ACL, right? Yeah, and then they traded him for oh yeah. That, didn't they like trade him Alexander the day towards Walker. ACL or something? Yeah, they traded they traded him like right after he tore it. Uh, um, and then they traded him for like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who did nothing for them. So it's just a lot of very odd decisions by the Jazz. And obviously we're hearing all this chemistry issues. And I don't know where it's going to go because I personally think Utah just, they're so limited in what they can do now um, with their team if they can get better. And I don't know an avenue for them that can clearly get them better because I think Donovan Mitchell as a player has a very defined ceiling as the like 12th best player in the NBA as a ceiling. Um, You know what I mean? He's not ever going to be a top 10 player, but he's going to be a good player. Um, He's probably more a number two on a championship team than a number one. Um, but then you have Rudy Gobert, who obviously is elite defensively and offensively, they don't use him. Like they don't even try and use him. Like I saw the stat with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert passing and yeah, he's they, bar- pass they barely interact with each other. It's like um, they're completely on other islands. So I personally think this team will get broken up eventually. Um, it, I don't know if it'll be this year. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see if it happens this year. I'd probably not, but th- I personally think they'll prioritize Mitchell over Gobert. Um, I don't know about you. I agree. But they have him locked up for a multi-year deal. I mean, they also do that for Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert is more valuable to a – I don't know if I should say that, though. Like, what team is going to trade a lot for Rudy Gobert? Like, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Like, the Warriors, maybe? Because they can. Celtics? Celtics should. No, the Celtics have Robert Williams, who's perfect for them. I I don't don't know who's going to line up the the Brinks truck of their assets for Rudy Gobert. Maybe Dallas? But I don't know. I like how Dallas plays with Luka right now. So it's just weird. It, like the whole situation is weird. So yeah, I don't know. Do they, you think, they, do you think they get broken up this off season or do you think it's going to be a, a I don't know if it's this off season, but it's definitely soon because you can't just, they continuously lose in the playoffs and not able to get very far after having very good regular seasons. So it's got to be frustrating for them and they got to, they got to do something. Yeah. I mean, it's like we'll, it's similar to the Sixers situation a little bit. Like it's similar to Joel Embiid oh, and Ben Simmons. Oh, well, that's kind of what well, I would compare well, it to. We'll, we'll talk about the Sixers later. I got a lot to say about the Sixers. I fucking love ripping on the Sixers. Um, all right, Miami, Atlanta. I got nothing to say about this. The better team won the series. Yeah, Atlanta just had a disappointing year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You got anything to say? No. 
I got nothing. All right. Philly, Boston. Toronto. Or, or do you want to do Boston? Yeah, oh, we yeah, we did 2-7. We did 2-7. Boston, Brooklyn. I mean, these games were very close. This kind of – like, it kind of seemed like a, like a final, slow key. It was a very uh, high-pressure first-round matchup, and it was a sweep, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, it was – People are giving Katie. I'm going to talk about the next series of a couple of these together. We'll, we'll talk about Boston and Milwaukee more in depth, but people gave Katie a lot of shit in this series because he didn't shoot well. Giannis shot worse than Katie did. And, and Giannis obviously takes his shots closer to the rim, whatever. Like Giannis had a better field goal percentage in the regular season than Katie did. So for I don't know if it was exactly field goal percentage, but I know their true shooting percentage. Um, I will fact check this while you do this. I, I 81% sure that Giannis shot a little bit worse true shooting or maybe just flat field goal percentage than Katie did. And like I said, people gave Katie a lot of shit and he didn't play well at the same time, but Boston's defense is unbelievable. Like it's not, if I wouldn't put it too much on KD compared to the fact that Boston is just playing really, really well especially as a team and individually. Um, but, yeah, people said Kyrie was better in this series. Kyrie had a, some really bad games, some, some games where he just didn't really do anything. Um, and, obviously, he's not a crazy playmaker. Um, so, he obviously wasn't, you know, dishing it out too much. But, yeah, Boston – or uh, it was more so just Boston playing well than Brooklyn playing horrible, in my opinion, because – I mean, the games were close. Um, I will say you're wrong. <laughs> no. Straight up wrong. I no, saw a graphic uh, on like Sports Center or something. Kevin Durant averaged 26, uh, 26, 6 and 6 on 38% from the field on 21 field goal attempts a game, 33 from, 33% from three. Giannis averaged 34, 15 and 7. Well, I didn't say he played worse. I said he, he shot said he worse. shot worse. Giannis had a forty six percent from the field, and a twenty five percent from three. I I shoot true shooting percentage. I'm telling you. I'm trying to find true shooting. I don't know how I can't you find it. That's I'm on like stat. I'm on stat muse. I'm on stat muse. But I mean, we can agree Giannis was the better player. Oh yeah. He was the better player in this. Giannis season. is the best player in the league. Yes. We'll we'll get to Giannis later. Um. But I mean, Kevin Durant. I mean, he didn't play well. Like we can agree on that. He did not play well in his series. Um, no, he didn't play well. But I think it's the Celtics played very good. Their defense is incredible. Nice slap. There was a fly. Um, and he's still fucking here. Uh, but yes, I agree. I mean, I picked the Celtics to win this series in five, and I said that a lot to a couple different people in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I picked the Nets at seven. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> um, I picked the Celtics in five, and I did that on this podcast. And James fucking put Celtics in seven for me when I said five. And he's like, "Oh, you just James seven. sucks." I was I was boasting in chat that I was right that the Celtics would dominate the Nets. And he's like, "You put him seven. and I'm like, "No, I didn't." He's like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Uh, but honestly, I just saw the Celtics just dominating. I mean, the Nets' depth is awful. Uh, it has been bad this whole year. The Nets the entire season have been just up and down the whole way. Uh, obviously, there was that one stretch where they lost like nine games in a row. 
uh, the Kyrie Irving situation, the James Harden situation, Kevin Durant's injury, just a lot of stuff. Um, and then obviously you don't get Ben Simmons for the series, which I mean, that doesn't help their case at all. Um, even though Kyrie Irving came back and he played well, like he had a good series. He probably was the better player between him and Kevin Durant, but Jason Tatum was the best player on the floor in the series. And Jason Tatum, we'll, we'll get to Jason Tatum, but throughout this playoffs, he has really stamped his name in the top 10 conversation, I believe. And he will have uh, a lot of accolades coming his way soon. And it's just the Nets are, I think Kevin Durant knew that this wasn't the Nets year, just all season. Uh, I mean, going into this series, he didn't sound confident. And just with all the stuff that was going around the team. And I don't know how they're going to bounce back because this Nets team, like last year, in the little games that James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant played in, they looked unstoppable. And all of that just crumbled in such a short amount of time. They Are they truly the biggest what-if team in NBA history? Because I, they might be. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. I think they won the finals last year if they don't get hurt against the Bucs, personally. I think they just yeah, cruised probably. to the finals. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they're definitely up there because, I mean, right when they formed, everyone was like, this is so stupid. Well, then also, if they won the finals last year, that team doesn't break up this year. James Harden doesn't go. I mean, you could argue James Harden still falls off, but you still got Katie and Kyrie to take a lot of load off of him. So you don't really know how that'll end up. And this team is so weird. And honestly, I have no idea where this team is going to head because Ben Simmons didn't, there was talk that he would play. Then he didn't play. Ben Simmons is supposed to. And then it was said that he was going to play in game four. And then the Nets were down 3-0. And he's like, oh, no, I'm actually not going to play. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? And then it comes out that he needs back surgery just randomly. Like, yeah. the whole situation, the Nets are just weird. They're just so weird. And I have no idea what to make of their future. Because now there's already talk that Kyrie might not be re-signed by the team because they don't want to deal with his, his – uh, all the bullshit he brings up for them, I guess, and things like that. And then apparently Katie won't be happy if Kyrie isn't there. I don't know, dude. This team is weird. They were obviously going to lose this series because the Celtics were just the better team. You're stupid for picking the Nets. That's all I got to say to you. That happens, man. I wasn't a believer in the Celtics. but You should have been. Yeah, they, they been. you could look smart like me. You could have looked smart like me. They proved me wrong. Um, three six Milwaukee, Chicago. Not much to say. Um, Chicago just didn't play well. They, they just, you know, no, they let Grayson Allen beat them, and yeah. Chris Middleton wasn't in the series, and they let Chris Middleton the Chris Middleton injury not help them at all they lost literally every game demar gets a lot of shit for this series you know the one good game um one really good game but other than that it was really bad but you know i think levine should get as just as much shit um he played bad and i know he's definitely gonna get a max contract someone's gonna throw that at him and he's i don't know man he's a weird 
Yeah, we don't know they what's going to happen. They throw max contracts at everyone, man. Well, I mean, he's a good Andy, player. He's not bad, but it's like I don't know. It's like what? What? He's never done I'm it. I'm going to ask you this: What tier of player? Like, who is the worst player that you would give a max contract to in the NBA? I don't know. It's because, like, maybe Levine. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, you're thinking, like, I'm like looking through Tatum. Yes. Would you give Jalen Brown a max? I wouldn't want to, but yeah, you have to. I mean, Katie and Kyrie. Yes. I mean, Giannis. Yes. Chris Middleton. Probably not, but you have I think, to. I think I'd take Chris Middleton over Zach Levine. Yeah. You wouldn't? No, I would because I'm a homer, okay. but I don't know. I feel like that shouldn't be much of a conversation. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, so you would rank like Zach Levine in like the late twenties yeah, of probably. best players. Uh, that means you like would a... give 30 players a max contract in the NBA. And there's still a bunch of players in the NBA that I think are going to get max contracts soon. Well, um, I wouldn't want to give them one, but I feel like the team, someone will. So it's like, I don't know. Well, the Supermax is becoming a lot more common now. Yeah, because everyone I mean, just fucking picks where they want to play. When they're like, all right, I'm going to sign a Supermax. And then the year in, they're like, all right, I don't feel like playing for this team anymore. Trade me. Like, it's so stupid. Well, I don't know. I mean, Zach Levine, his situation is odd because, like, for years now, like, Chicago could have signed him to an extension. They could have done it last year, and that didn't happen. And now there's already rumors that he might not return. I mean, he's and- never been on a successful team. He hasn't. This is the first time he's made the playoffs. Yeah, and he wasn't good. He was not good, but he was also on a team that was clearly not going to do anything that well. Um, But they also kind of went all in. They did, which is even the weirder part because they have so many offensive options that play no defense, and then they – yeah, you could see the cracks with this team from the get-go. And I think when we did our pre-prediction – our – Pre-season pod where we predicted, I think we all had the Bulls like late, late in the conference, like six or eight around that mm-hmm. range. And uh, look who's right. Nailed Us, it. because yeah. we're the best. We all had them six. I think we had Milwaukee three, Boston two, Brooklyn seven. Yeah. Think, yeah, yeah we had all that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I totally didn't have Atlanta number two. Totally yeah. didn't have Dude, That's that. embarrassing. That is embarrassing. I, I will I will admit that. That's very embarrassing. Um, let's talk about Philadelphia and Toronto. It's a lot just, of people were picking Toronto for the series. I don't think I picked Toronto. You picked Toronto? I don't think I did. I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I picked Philadelphia. I, I honestly I don't, don't, I don't like Toronto. I don't think they're good. Well, I mean, the matchup was what was made this series interesting. And there were a couple games where Toronto could have won them, but Philly managed to pull them out. I think uh, game four or game three, game three, the first game in Toronto. That one went to overtime, I think. And Joel Embiid hit that crazy three to put them up. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Okay, well, that's the game that happened. And then after that game, they went up 3-0. They went up 3-0 after that game, and then Toronto won two straight. And then they went – it went three, two, and then Philly won in Phil in um, game six. So Toronto wins game three. Series swings differently. Um, it's just Philly got it when they needed it. And 
Philadelphia, I mean, they didn't have like Matisse Thibel for a lot of this series, but I mean, he ended up just being a non-factor in the playoffs entirely. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had the best player on the floor. They have one of the, and the biggest story the best players this in game the is the fact that he was in the game with what like three minutes left and they were up like 25 points. Yeah, and he got knocked and he got in hurt. the face. Yeah. yeah. And then they that lost them the next series. I mean, were they gonna win the series? Probably not. But they would have these they would have been a fucking well, it good made series. It made them lose their first two games outright. Yeah. Just straight up. And they pulled and the James with was, the player they know is injury prone. Yeah, and don't even get me started on James Harden. That guy fucking sucks. Oh, we'll we'll get to him shortly. Yeah. We'll get to him shortly. He's trash. He's not good. He's fallen off. And we can talk about the logistics of that trade because it's not looking good for Philly right now. I mean, it's not looking good for either team. Mm, I mean, Nets got Seth Curry and some picks. That's yeah. better for the Nets. It's definitely better. Just because you don't have to deal with James Harden. And they got the GOAT, Andre Drummond. That's true. He's who like, actually was pretty fairly decent in his minutes in that series. He's an but elite player. Is he an elite player? Yeah, I'd give him max. Is he? <laughs> well, the Detroit did that. But, I mean, is, is, he, yeah, as elite, is he as elite of a center as, as Joe Flacco as a quarterback? No. No one's as elite as Joe Flacco. There you go. Joe there Flacco. You go. So That's our answer. That's our answer. All right, so to the semifinals. Um, Where are we starting? We'll, we'll go Phoenix Dallas. Ooh, going the west. You want to start there? Yeah, you want to start with the spicy one? Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take all the conversation points in this because this involves a lot of players you like. Yeah. Why? What else do I like besides Luca? I mean, I love Devin Booker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I know um, you have some Chris Paul takes as well. I don't. I mean, I don't hate Chris Paul. I mean, Luca. Luca's incredible. We know how I feel about Luca. He's unbelievable. Um, it was kind of shocking, though. I mean, Dallas winning this series is shocking by itself, but the way it kind of happened is kind of insane, especially for a team like Phoenix, who obviously is the one seed, uh, went to the finals last year, has veteran leadership. Kind of, you wouldn't expect them to get absolutely run out of their own gym in a game seven. Um, but I think Phoenix is an interesting team. Obviously, Chris Paul's getting a little bit older. Um, he's still solid. He's, he's still good. But I think the biggest question mark is DeAndre Ayton on this team. Um, and it's weird because there's been a lot of talks like, is DeAndre Ayton a bust? Because like he's been he's been solid, and he's like he's going to get a max contract. He, got, he will always be remembered for being drafted over Luca, and that yeah. tag will always be with him. Even if he turns out to be a really good player for the rest of his career, which he's a good player, let's not get it twisted. He's going to get a max contract this offseason, um, whether or not he's in your yeah, top 30, Sully. get a max contract at this point. But he's going to get a max contract offer. I mean, Woe just said that a bunch. Shams has said that already, that he will get a max, whether it is from Phoenix or not. Um but he's always going to be remembered for being drafted over Luca. And the thing is with that, I still find it fucking unbelievable that the Suns hired Luca's coach from the Euro League to be their head coach that offseason. And then they didn't draft Luca. Yeah. I thought them hiring that guy just signaled that they were going to draft Luca. 
get this weird. But for some reason, they didn't do it. I think the Mavs are one of the teams. Now, I don't think they're going to do it because they obviously just played against Aiton and they kind of, you know, Aiton didn't do anything. But I think the Mavs would be one of the teams that would be in consideration to give them the max. There's not a lot of teams with cap space. space. I think the Mavs, like, how much the Mavs aren't going to pay anymore. I mean, they're trying to break Brunson. They're going to give Brunson a max? No, Brunson ain't getting the max, but they'd have to do some, like, meticulous sign and trade to make that well, work out. I mean Mark Cuban I, said they can give Brunson more money than anyone else. Well it's true, but you're not well, gonna that would give mean him. they're signing him to the max, wouldn't it? Yeah, That'd but the Bucks can pay Pat seat. Connaughton the whatever amount of money they want and they're not gonna pay him the max. Yeah, they should maybe I'm well yeah he's a goat. I mean he was the second best player on the Bucks in that series. Um but the thing yeah. is like the Sun, I mean, the reason the Suns lost this series is Chris Paul. Chris Paul was not good in a lot of this series. Um, game seven, especially. I mean, he's fucking what? Six, he's like he wasn't 36 that good. years old? So 37? what? You're paying him a max? Oh, I know. It's horrible. You're pay- <laughs> We're just going to keep going back to the max conversation in this, in this podcast. But, like, and- I mean, how much can you really expect from a guy who's 37? Well, when the Suns are a deep team, like that—that's kind of their bread and butter. They are like a wealth. Like, when he is the guy that yeah, you wow, made wow. the move for to take you over the top, which it, he is. I mean, they got the going to have seat. expectations. They had they had the one, and they seat. went to the finals last year. Like the Chris Paul signing worked. Yeah, it worked. I wouldn't say it has been bad for the Suns. Like no, they got further hasn't. than they would have if they did any other move. Exactly. I agree with you. All right. Oh, we're good. I don't know why we're acting like I literally I was the one who You're covering Chris Paul. I remember right before that offseason, I me and Kurt were on this podcast and I said, you know it'd be great for Chris Paul that no one's talking about. I said the Suns. I remember saying the Suns. And uh, I'm always going to take credit for Chris Paul being a Phoenix Sun because I definitely, I definitely put that idea. I definitely put that idea into uh, the Suns owner's mind. Yeah, he listens to the podcast. Yeah, or whatever his name, Sarver, like the worst owner in the NBA. Yeah, him. Um, But the thing is, Chris Paul just wasn't that good in the series. And I mean, obviously, the Suns like. The whole thing with DeAndre Ayton in game seven was very weird. Uh, they they took him out of the game, and then he refused to go back in. And then there was a little bit of a skirmish on the bench. I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, if the Suns just let him walk, that's horrible. I mean, that's a huge piece of their team that's leaving. Um, even if he didn't perform to standards, but he still played really well i mean last year he was excellent in the postseason um this year he was good also but you lose him that's a big deal and it's just a lot of weird situations with that team i mean they when the going got tough that didn't play well i mean they got they got run out of the gym a couple times in this series and in game seven having probably the most embarrassing game seven showing i've ever seen in my life at home I mean, back-to-back games that got destroyed. Literally. 113 to 86 was game six. Luka Doncic had like 20 points in the first quarter of game seven. It was unreal. He was laughing. He He was was hysterically laughing. He was just showing them 
Well, he's fine. He's unbelievable. He has 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists in the series. Like, those, those are LeBron numbers. He's ridiculous. And I think we're just waiting for the day Luca takes over the throne as – the thing is, like, about Luca, like, which kind of scares me a little bit because I love him. Like, how much better can he get? He needs to be athletic. Yeah, like, he's, he's kind of capped, which is not bad because, like, he's debatably he's one of the best players in the league. The like, best. <laughs> like, he's fine where he's at. Like, if he can't get better, like, it's like, okay, you're just one of the best players in the league. Like, that's all right. But at the same time, he's like. I mean, I the Mavericks know. won this series off Luca's talent and also their defense. Their trapping defense worked, and it worked very well. And I got to give credit to Jason Kidd here. Um, I fucking hate Jason Kidd as a coach, uh, just straight up. Fucking hate uh, him he, as a person. He, he hurt my he hurt the Bucks for so many years, um, and I couldn't get over it. But I thought him on the Mavs was not going to work, and it has worked so far. Um, I still think this team has a clear cap because it's Luka and a bunch of number four options. But obviously, Luke is good enough to make it work. Yeah, um, get this man some help. Because Jesus Christ, this guy just absolutely just won them a series off being the best player on the floor. And I know there are some Suns fans that like Suns fans hate Luca. I, I don't know if you knew this, but Suns fans absolutely hate Luca because of obviously the they drafted Aiden over him, and then also this entire series they think he was being a bitch the whole series. Things like that. He was but, kind of being a bitch, but Luca is kind of a bitch. But like, he's a little bit of a bitch. I'm okay, I can agree I don't, with that. I don't mind but I don't mind either. If you're because, really good, you could be a bitch. Yeah, and he plays really well in the right way. Like James Harden is a bitch. No, James Harden's a bitch. But he play. James Harden is a bitch, but he plays like a bitch too. Yeah. Luca doesn't play like a bitch. He yeah. is a bitch, but he play he does not play like a bitch. As long as you don't play like a bitch, you're good. Exactly. That, that's like the point I'm getting at. Like the entire we'll get to the Celtics because a lot of players on the Celtics play like bitches. And I fucking hate that they play like bitches because they don't have to play like bitches. Um, but Luca, he's got that mentality. And I have to so you brought up that Luca is gonna be capped. You think Luca's capped. I'm worried. Do you think he'll ever be the best player in the NBA? I think he's already top five. I think yeah, he's yeah. clearly he's a top always going to be in the conversation. This postseason has locked him into the top five. I think. I mean, the the fact that Giannis is so young, and I, I don't think you're ever going to say like Luca is better than Giannis. And I also think it's an argument. I think it, it might be an argument that Luca, in you know, two or three years, might be. It's never be consensus. Someone could say Giannis is better. I'm going to say that's fair. And someone could say Luka is better than Giannis. And I could say that's fair. And I'm sure there will be other players in that conversation as well. But I don't think it's going to be LeBron. He's not going to be LeBron where it's like LeBron was the best player for 10 years. Like, obviously, that's fucking LeBron. He's like the second best player of all time. That doesn't usually happen. It's rare in the NBA you have a consensus best player for more than like two or three seasons in a row. Agreed. Like even Kobe. Like Kobe's one of the best players of all time. He very rarely was the consensus. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Obviously, LeBron was, you know, getting – he was young when Kobe like, was in his prime. But. Last year, I mean, 2019, Kawhi. It was Kawhi. It was like yeah. Kawhi or LeBron. It was like one season and Kawhi disappeared. Yes. I mean, it's injuries. But. And then 2020, it was Kawhi and, like, LeBron, and that was really it. It was Kawhi and LeBron again. 
2020 or yeah 2020 it's funny how we just like never we'll never mention Jokic in this conversation and he just wins MVP. Crazy. Yeah. The and then in 2021. Just, it's centers, man. They just it's like Kevin aren't. Durant or Giannis. Yeah. Or 2019, it was like, or 2020, it was Giannis, Kawhi, or, or LeBron. 2021, Kevin Durant or Giannis. 2022. I think 2022 is like the first year in a while where we have a consensus number one, and it's Giannis. I think I think most notice how we agree. never say Steph. <laughs> well, okay, you James can, you can throw Steph in there for last year, um, but this year I think this is the first time we've a lot of people have a consensus that Giannis is the best player in the league. Um, but yet next year, he might not be the consensus yeah. anymore. I mean, Luca could take the next step. He could get a fucking six pack, and then we could be talking about Luca in this so. conversation. I mean, Kevin Durant. I mean, also, if you back. if you put someone next to Luca, who knows? Maybe it's actually just stupid, and they win every game. Like getting because like his second star right now is literally Jalen Brunson. No, Jalen it's Brunson's not Jalen Brunson. It's I mean, that, that's the second best player on the Mets. Is it, it not? Is, might be Reggie like, Bullock's been a hooper there. Dwight Powell. I mean, Norris Smith. There, Jalen Brunson's better than that. <laughs> The thing with the Mavs is they they're in such a they're in a position where they they have Luca and all these guys and all these salary fillers, but like I don't know how they can get that next guy because they. Have I think no Rudy money. Gobert might be the answer for the Mavs, but that also or DeAndre Ayton, honestly. The Rudy Gobert it gets rid of their what won them that series against Utah though, when they played with Utah. They play you think you add Utah. one player and they don't and like that just like throws well, their we've seen Rudy Gobert. Like... We we've seen Rudy Gobert get played off the floor in series, like in the Clippers. But like and the Mavs like the have Mavericks. good team defense. Like they do, and the Mavs have the ability to go small without Rudy Gobert. But are you going to pay Rudy Gobert to forty million dollars a year to not play in clutch situations if you need to go small? You would rather have. That's why I hate Rudy Gobert. You would rather have Luka Doncic with, like, I don't know, fucking Zach Levine. I don't know. Would you want Zach Levine? Though? I don't know. I'm just throwing a name out there that's available this offseason. They I, need they need Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that tweet that someone said Clay Thompson, if he was at a number one option on another team, they'd be, like, the playoffs and be, like, a contender, which is just – no. They're saying he would be good as a number one option? Yes. He said no. he would be a number one option. They would be a contending player. He would not team. be good as a number one option. He would not. I agree. He's the perfect number two I option. see Clay try to create his own shots a lot, and I rarely ever see them go there. I mean, Clay's really good I, I for what he dude. does. Like, he's like one of the best. Like, you could get, add Clay to any team, and they get so much better. But it can't be a team like like you said, like it's, it can't just be like a random ass team. Like if you added Clay to the Mavericks, they're finals contenders to me. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. But like if you add him to yeah, if he's if he's Clay the number in, one on a team, they're not gonna yeah, make the playoffs. Exactly. Probably. But he's like the perfect addition to any He is team a that, perfect like, number a two. Out. He's yeah. a perfect number two. He's like the yeah, he's the stereotypical prototype number two. Great defense, great three point shooting. But that number one option needs to be a ball handler, yeah. most likely. Always. Um, a guy who's going to take a priority with the ball in their hands. Clay can't be your primary. That's why he, yeah. I am like the biggest Clay Thompson and Steph Curry dick rider out there. 
uh, from the from the good warriors days. So I will defend them, but that fucking take was terrible. And I'm also someone who thinks Steph Curry's the best point guard of all time. Um, but yeah, the Mavericks, like we agree, they have a ceiling, but the Suns, man, like, do you think this is going to be the, I, I asked this last year after the Suns won. Or yeah, the Suns this is, lost. no, he's done. They're not, I mean, not done, but Chris Paul's not going to the finals again. Jeez. I personally think his career is a little bit overrated with how much of a choker he is in the playoffs. I think people overrate that a lot, but this series is on him a lot, um, yeah. in my opinion. Okay, let's talk about another series. Uh, uh, Golden State, Memphis. Uh, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but Memphis kind of blew like three games in this series, and this was winnable for them. Like Golden State did not play well this series. I mean, Jordan Poole was like up and down. Steph Curry didn't play that great. It, it was like, it's a weird series for Golden State. And Memphis was giving them their all, but they would choke away games because they're a young team. And then obviously the John Morant injury happened and you thought it was over because it was 3-1. And then Memphis just pulls a 50 win, 50 point win out of their ass out of nowhere without John Morant. Uh, and then Golden State takes care of business in game six. Um, I really have no, nothing to say. Golden, six State, Golden State's the better team, and the better team won. So I don't know if you have anything to add here. No, I don't really have anything to say too much. Uh, do we want it, Do we even want to entertain the conversation that Memphis is better without John Morant? Or do we just uh, – No, I, I mean – well, I mean, like, statistics show a little bit that they, like, technically did play a little better without him or whatever, but I still don't believe it. Like, you're not better okay. without your best player. I just think they need maybe to, you know, play more together, work on their system a little bit, but it's, he's their best player. So It's so weird because when he's out for a game, they play so well without him. Like, they play incredible without John Morant. But when they're, in, when they're playing a game and then they're resting John Morant, the whole team falls apart without John Morant on the floor when John Morant is yeah. active. It's so weird how that works. Um, I guess their rotations just get fucked up or some shit. I don't know. Or they just have a specific game plan and then they go. I don't know. It's yeah. really weird. That how is, that works. Yeah, that is weird. That alone, I mean, kind of just shows it's maybe not really much to it. It's kind of just yeah. random. I don't know. All right. Well, we can, we can we uh, can touch on the Miami Heat versus the Philadelphia 76ers now. Yeah. Um, James Harden's washed. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, it's. I remember when uh, Jalen Rose. I think that's Jalen Rose. When he was talking about James Harden, when he was like, his fucking shooting numbers look like tornadoes, and that's literally <laughs> so true. I mean, you look at the box score for this guy, James Harden, every single game. It's four for seventeen, six for twenty-four. Like, it's what is this guy doing? He, it's he, I remember when that trade happened, we were being critical of it for both teams, uh, but we were kind of saying it's a win-win, but we were kind of leaning more nets. Um, but I remember pre, pre this playoffs, I was like, if the Sixers make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I will eat turds because I don't believe in this team at all. James Harden, like Chris Paul gets the reputation of a bad playoff performer, and some series, I can understand that, like the, the Rocket series in tw- uh, 
2014 when they lost, they blew the 3-1 lead. You can kind of give a little bit of credit or falsehood to Chris Paul, but a lot of other series were not his fault. Um, I mean, the Sun series this year was his fault. Um, Wait, but James Harden was on that team. No, I'm talking about 2014 when he was on the Clippers and they lost. They were up 3-1 and then they lost three in a row. They said about Rockets. Uh, no, that year was Chris Paul just got hurt. Yeah. Um, but this time around, like, I, what I'm saying is Chris Paul gets a bad rep as, like, a playoff choker. But that's really James Harden. But it's really James Harden. James Harden, the stats back I mean, you get James Harden and Doc Rivers apart. on the same team, that's not a good look. He just falls <laughs> apart. Yeah, right. He just falls apart in big moments in the postseason. And you mix him with Doc Rivers, who he is still riding the coattails of that 2008 championship. I don't know how he still just keep going. Uh, he has proven time and time again he cannot coach in the playoffs. Um, but, man, like, I guess having Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce gets you a lot of credit. Yeah. And, I mean, James Harden, like, can we even talk – can we talk about that game six where he didn't shoot the ball at all? Turn into Ben Simmons. He had four shots the entire game, um, and all of them were misses. I think uh, he Actually, literally turned into Ben Simmons. I, I sent a stat in our chat saying that he had Ben Simmons field goal attempts in the second half of Game Seven against the Hawks. Two, James Harden field goal attempts in the second half of the game of Game Six versus the Heat. Two. That's what you traded for. That's what you traded a lot for. Do you know how fucking lucky the Sixers are that they didn't trade Tyrese Maxey for James Harden? Yeah. Could you imagine the situation they would be in if they didn't trade, <laughs> if they traded Tyrese Maxey? They would be in hell. They probably lose to the Raptors. Not even kidding. They probably lose to the Raptors. Tyrese Maxey was like the only one in this series that like gave it his all every night. And you can tell with Joel as well, but Joel can't do everything. Tyrese was going out there and playing his heart out. I fucking love Tyrese Maxey. He's like the only player on the Sixers I like. Maxey's a beast. Um, I think Joel's going to leave. Explain. There's not much to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's done. But he just, he just done. signed his Supermax. But you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're going, yeah, they no, could go anywhere they want. So one year in, they could just want. I mean, him and Jimmy Butler want to have sex. So. Well, you, you saw that tweet. I guarantee you saw that tweet from Joel. He's they like need they a third help. star. Yeah. They need a third star. Yeah. But he's saying that after Miami just beat them. That's so weird. Yeah. No. It's Isn't that weird. weird? Do you think that's weird to say? Oh, it's hundred percent. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Players just don't give a shit now, dude. They're just like, I want to go where I want to go, which is fair, but it's also stupid. It's like you just lost that team, and you're shit talking them. Why are you shit-talking them when you got embarrassed by them? Yeah. And your second star completely folded. Yeah. You could I mean, argue that James Harden played James. worse than Kyle Lowry in the fucking playoffs. I mean, Joel kind of peppered James Harden, the, pe- the presser after the game. Did he? What did he say? He was like, yeah, he's, you know, not the player. He didn't say, like, he's not the player he used to be, but basically just kind of said. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. A little bit kind of like yeah. that. It's, it's embarrassing how this team handles itself. It, it really yeah. is. Like, they do this big trade, and then obviously Harden gets there, and they're hyping it up. And we all just know that I, I was saying the whole time, 
We all know what this team is. And that's exactly what they were. I mean, Doc Rivers is their coach. He's not going to get them anywhere. James Harden is falling off a cliff right now. We are seeing it live before our eyes. Like you're like what you're talking about with Luca, like not being in shape. That's what James Harden is. And that's what's going to show when you age up. If you're not in shape, like he's a that, free agent, right? I think he's got a player option, which is like $50 million. That's good. Um, and he can sign the extension. They're not paying him $50 million a year. You kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I, I don't know who would pay him. Like, he's going to get a max contract. But, like, but they also traded so much to get him. Yeah. They might just have to pay you gotta him. You got to pull Rams. You got to cut your losses. <sighs> it's You don't want to be stuck paying a fucking 36-year-old James Harden. I made that bet with dollars. Kurt about the nugget matching. I made that so easily because I'm so confident in my takes on the Sixers. To be fair, I, Joel Embiid getting hurt would kind of just. I still don't it. think they win that series. Oh no, they probably they don't. Win that series, they're they not good don't, enough. But that kind of just, you know, they had zero percent chance at that point. They just didn't know what to do, and it's like they're relying on Joel for everything. I mean, Matisse Thybul became a non-factor. Their bench showed how not deep they were. It it just. They have Seth Curry. They might win. Who knows? But, yeah, I don't know how this team's going to go for the next few years because it could go sideways really quick or not be sideways anyway. So, Sixers suck. I'm always right about the Sixers. That's all I'm going to say. Um, what about this? You right about Milwaukee, Boston? I was. You had Boston in seven? I did. Yeah. I had Milwaukee in seven, I think. Um, and I had that with the with the idea that Chris Middleton was playing. So I picked Boston to win the series with Chris Middleton playing. Um, but Milwaukee showed fight. Uh, without Chris Middleton, they took the Celtics to seven. They were up three two at one point. You think if Chris Middleton plays it, I don't think win? that's I don't think it's a crazy take to think that. Yeah. Um, I mean Milwaukee just their 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 wing depth got stretched thin in the series really badly um and they were trying to rely on guys like Grayson Allen and George Hill to make shots because Giannis was the only one doing anything on offense because Drew Holiday is a he's a guy that will just chuck up shots yeah, on offense, and the, he was bad on offense, but he was elite defensively in this series. But this just goes to show that Milwaukee's defense was the best in the postseason. I mean, they they completely shut down the Celtics, except for Game Seven, where Grant Williams hit like every shot ever taken. Um, but Milwaukee, I mean, it just not having Chris was too much for them. I don't think there's a lot to talk about with the series. I think if Milwaukee has Chris Milton, they win this series and probably are in the finals right now because I think they beat the Heat as well. Um, but sometimes luck doesn't go your way. I can't really be critical and be pissed off that Chris Milton didn't play in the series because last year we won a championship off Kyrie and James Harden not being healthy. You know, I can't really be Injuries, critical. Man. It happens. Injuries. That's why I think people. That's why I think people being critical of the Celtics being in the finals right now because they played Brooklyn without Ben Simmons, 
they played Milwaukee without Chris Milton, and then they played Miami with half the roster being t- beat up. I think that's stupid to be critical of them for that because injuries are a part of the playoffs. It happens. And Milwaukee, even though they were up 3-2 at one point, they had that crazy game five win in Boston. They didn't seal the deal. It happens. I, I mean, I could take solace in the fact that they probably win the series if their guy was healthy, but once he didn't suit up early on in the series, I just knew he wasn't playing the whole series, and I kind of was just prepared. Once we walk, once we lost, what's the? He hurt his hamstring. Uh, but once once they lost Game Seven, I was over it really quick. I really didn't care that be much. Closer, yeah, I thought you were going to put up a nice fight. Yeah, but I mean, he was doing everything this whole series. He had a couple 40-pointers this series. He was averaging 34. He averaged 34 this series. I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything more from him because when when Pat Connaughton's your second most consistent player in the series, you're not going to win. It's just not going to happen. And when you're playing arguably the best team in basketball and you're playing the best team in basketball over the past few months, you're probably not going to win. And that didn't happen. It sucks. I'm over it. They'll be back next year. Boston's really great, though. We can talk about them in this next series. But I just have to say this about Boston. This team is so fucking great defensively but and offensively. But I absolutely hate how they play basketball. They just grift. That's all they do. You always great. see Mark. You don't know what grifting is? It's playing, it's playing for the fouls. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the NBA. But Grant Williams and Marcus Smart always will fall oh, on their asses. Jason Tatum always grifts for fouls when he's taking shots. It, it's like these guys are elite defensive players. I mean, when you watch the series against Milwaukee, Giannis struggled most when against Grant Williams when Grant Williams would stand up against him. But then in some games, Grant Williams would rely on flopping his ass off and he would get pissed because Giannis would score because he fell on the floor after one little push. It's like, guys, you're talented enough to play this incredible defense, but you rely on such shitty tactics. And I don't don't get that. And that pisses me off. That's the way the NBA is trending. That's kind of what's happened. Yeah, the NBA is kind of sacrosanct. But it's like exactly. if, if like eighty percent of it, if you if you play in score and eighty percent of your colleagues are doing something that's giving them advantage, you're gonna do it too. That's I guess. the unfortunate truth. Like that's kind of but, why it's um, stupid. But, but I, I mean, Golden State, Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. I have nothing to say. Yeah, it's not um, much to say. I mean, other they, than Kevon Looney's the goat. <laughs> yeah, uh, the better team won. Yeah, Golden State's just better. Uh, we can talk about Miami, Boston, really quick too. I mean, both these teams suck. They were bad in this series. Uh, this entire post, like conference finals, sucked. Every game was a blowout. Yeah. Every single one, except for Game Six against Boston, Miami, when Jimmy Butler had forty-seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, Game Seven wasn't. It wasn't a blowout, but it also wasn't too close. The Heat brought it within like three at one yeah. point, and then Boston. It was a two point game a, at the end, and then Jimmy tried to take that three. 
yeah. to go, which I don't Jimmy, hate the shot. I think it's I fine. don't either, but Jimmy Butler is a Jimmy Butler is one of the worst three-point shooters that in the true. NBA. He's worse at shooting the three than like Anthony Davis and Giannis. That should yep. tell you everything about how bad of a three-point shooter he is. Um, but I mean, I don't hate the shot. I just hated how early he took it. Yeah, um, I think he was just, he was feeling himself. His team had no chance at an offensive rebound because it was in transition. Yeah. So he was feeling himself. And I understand that. He played every minute of that game. So yeah, I love Jimmy. Jimmy's a beast. I love I love Jimmy Butler. I mean, I, I hate like I love certain teams in sports, but they get ruined by fan bases. The Miami Heat are a perfect example of an NBA team that I would really like if their fan base wasn't a piece of fucking shit. Zach I hate Jackson. Piece of shit. It. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. But the Heat fan base sucks. And I like, I love Jimmy Butler. I like Bam. I like Kyle Lowry. I love PJ Tucker. But like their fan base makes me hate this team. Like it's, and then also with Boston, we, we all know how bad Boston fans are. Everyone in the world knows that. But, like, Jason Tatum, we can talk about how great Jason Tatum is. Like, he's the next superstar. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the next Kawhi Leonard. He's like, proved me wrong. He can make any shot in any tough moments. He hits dagger after dagger all the time. I mean, in game six against Milwaukee, he hit so many threes in that fourth quarter to put the game away. In game seven against Miami, he was the one that hit uh, the mid-ranger and the three-pointer to, like, get that lead to 13 um and in the fourth quarter to like kind of pull them away but i will say for the game seven in miami that max Struess overturned three is going to haunt heat fans for a while. i mean that's not how sports work though like you can't you don't turn like i saw so many things that were like the heat lost by whatever it was four points and they had to overturn three four minutes prior whatever it was like you know I mean, personally, do you think that six possessions after a play happens that they can overturn a possession that happened six plays before? At the end of the day, I, I mean, think after thinking, two, it should be set in stone, personally. But thinking about it logistically, if you were to watch a replay and you can say that this happened one way, like that's, I think you're being cheated of the game if you don't overturn it. But the thing is, it wasn't definitive. No, enough. I agree. I agree. It definitely wasn't definitive. From the enough. angle so that, that we got. that situation, it is a little sketch. Like, it is weird. But if it was definitive, I think it should be able to be changed, even if it's 12 possessions later. But at the end of the day, that, that was definitely really fucking close. Yeah. So whatever was called on the floor, I think should have just stayed. But... Bro, yeah. it's the butterfly effect. He misses the three instead of not making it. Like, I mean, he misses the three instead of making it. They get an offensive rebound and get two instead of three. Yeah. That could happen. He steps out of bounds and they call it initially. That resets the game. And then they got to play. Oh, yeah. They go, the, the Celtics go into a different set offensively and they don't make a bucket after. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, if he makes that three, like, we win the game. Like, you can't say yes and you can't say no. I mean, maybe if he. Moved- well, he did make that three. That's well, the thing. I'm, yeah. We you know, know I mean, how the game counted. played out with if it. Counted. Yes. Well, the Heat would be up one yeah. if it counted. But then, They'd be like, up who one knows? At the end Maybe of they game. play then differently they... in their offensive sets, and it's actually worse for them. And then, you know, who the fuck knows? You never know. You, you never, never know, know with sports. And you do never know. 
we always i always say or we always say you never know we do say that a lot we we do say that because we don't so know anything we hate what ifs we hate what ifs here we yeah, hate but that's all sports are so it's like fuck it that's true that's all we talk about even sports. though we just talked about the that that's being the biggest what if team in nba history yeah um all right finals, NBA finals. yeah people are well, not excited about the finals and i think it's gonna be pretty good I think it is too. I actually really I like fun. this matchup. I yeah. really like this matchup. Uh, Golden uh, State versus Boston. I think's gonna win. I don't either. I'm gonna go with because Boston struggled against a Miami team whose offense was absolute shit. Um, Miami's offense is was just Jimmy Butler running everything, yeah. and the rest of the players not being able to do anything. And then also they just played elite defense. And that's basically what they faced against Milwaukee too. It was just Giannis doing everything and then his team not being able to do anything offensively, but they played elite defense. Boston was struggling against those teams. But Golden State isn't as strong of a defensive team, but they're still a great defensive team. Uh, But Golden State's offense is fucking beautiful basketball. I love watching Golden State. I was a closet Warriors fan during their like five years of, of title runs. Um, That's called the bandwagon. Because well, I was a Bucks fan, but like I you appreciate it. Good, yeah, because I'm a Steph Curry and Clay Thompson dick rider. I love I love Draymond and stuff like that. And they have like they have they have Jordan Poole and Kevin Looney who are from Milwaukee, so of course I love them. And like this whole team, I just really like. Um, But they play beautiful offense like watching the warriors play offense is just pure art it's so beautiful so i'm gonna go with golden state i'm gonna go golden state in six but i think this series will not be all blowouts like this entire conference finals for both conferences were uh i think golden state wins in six i might go golden state in seven i would love a seven game series i would love that as well does Steph Curry win his first finals MVP? I think. There's no Kevin Durant to win it over him. Yeah, I mean. It, but Iggy it's... won it that one year because he guarded LeBron amazingly. Yeah. I mean, I don't see Draymond winning it. No. I don't see Clay I mean, if the Warriors it. do win, like. The thing is, like, Steph. Kevin Looney might. He's yeah, like maybe. the greatest player of all time. Steph, like I could see him having like a couple bad games, and that that hurts. That it's tough. If you have like two bad shooting performances, he scores like seventeen. He's gonna he's gonna have some games. He's gonna score like seventeen points. He's gonna shoot like thirty five percent from the field. He's and he's that's gonna have tough. smart on him the whole series. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna win it though. I also think like a little bit of narrative from the voters or whatever you want to count. The finally finally they, got him yeah one. how do they even determine it like who votes on it uh it's like 10 people it's like 10 writers and they get to vote yeah i i if the warriors win i'd be shocked if he didn't you never know there's gonna be no i don't think there's wiggins gonna be like has been cons- great wiggins has been good i just don't think like you're never gonna see like a consistent like you know 30 point score from the warriors if, if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be curry I Unless Clay that. like goes ballistic, but other than that, yeah. I think Jason Tatum's gonna have a great series. Also, I just yeah, want to bring beast. that up. He's but uh, no question, it's gonna be a fun that. series. It's gonna be a fun series. I think it's gonna be good. 
I like it. A lot of people are giving it hate. I think it's actually really good. Um, Hopefully I'm, it saves the whole playoffs because this playoffs has been pretty awful. Yeah. I would have liked time. to see Miami because I love Jimmy. I wish Jimmy would I agree. want a ring, but uh, I think Boston. Is, I mean, Boston deserves it. Ever since they turned that around at the end, like midway through the season or a couple months left, they've been one of the best teams in basketball. So, And they've been to a lot of conference finals and haven't made it to the yeah. actual championship. They're like the Sixers, but they actually like got over the hump and they're good and they're like yes. dysfunctional. And they're not forcing any moves. Yeah. They're not overreacting. It's all homegrown, which you got to respect. So exactly. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for today's episode. Hope you guys did enjoy. Podcasts will be back. I know you guys missed us. But with that being said, until next time, come on.